What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast is presented by my delightful and important and vital Patreon members where you can become a member by going to patreon.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Again, that's patreon.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Become a member, make a $5 month donation. It's like a cup of coffee a month, just like a, any other subscription to the New York Times, the New York Post, Slate Magazine, the Chase Thomas Podcast. We're all one and the same. That's what people are saying. And you can support the show by doing that today. It would be great in continuing to put out as much content as I am, because guess what? I'm doing seven pods a week, sometimes more. We are doing interviews with pro wrestlers, former NBA players, NBA GMs, coaches, college coaches, college ADs. We are doing movie reviews on Sundays uh, that you can find with Musee and Thomas. Every single Sunday, we're reviewing a different movie. Uh, Monday through Friday, we're getting NBA, NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, team beat writers. You're getting pro wrestling analysis. You're getting the sports reporters. Reporters. What is it? I don't even know. America's favorite sports writers? I think that's what we're calling it. On Friday with some of the best sports writers and sports thinkers on the internet today. We are doing all this every single day. New content every day. You know what else I'm doing every day? I'm writing every day. You can read my Monday uh, Atlanta sports column. That comes out every Monday. On Tuesdays, you can read my Monday Night Raw recap. On Wednesday, you can read my Impact Wrestling recap. On Thursday, you can read... Hold on, let me check my notes here. I'm not sure off the top of my head. I'll come back to it. On Friday, the Friday mailbag. Um... Oh, I know what I'm doing on Thursday. We're doing the AEW Dynamite review. On Friday, we're doing the Nobody Asked Mailbag, like I said. Maybe that'll turn into an actual mailbag. If you would like to send uh, those, you can do so by going to emailing me at chasemuspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can read my SmackDown recaps on Saturday morning. You can read my newsletter that goes out every Saturday morning. We'll eventually have a tiny letter or Substack uh, once I get that pesky PO box, but I will update you all soon and then uh sunday volunteers yeah every saturday guess who's in knoxville me guess who'll be covering tennessee football tennessee basketball for the next several years maybe ever me falls go go read my stuff um you can read all of it at chase thomas podcast.com i would highly encourage you to check it out chase thomas podcast.com slash page hyphen 11 where you can read all my stuff get access to all of my episodes all that good stuff Go to Apple, subscribe there, leave me five stars, leave a review, help the show continue to grow and move into that top 200 permanently on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, tell a friend, share the show. This intro is three minutes long. That's entirely too long for an intro. Too long. And I just did a long pause. I don't know why. All right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back on a Monday afternoon edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. A somber, somber, somber edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. Like uh, Mr. Sowards, I uh, I have no words anymore. Oh, I do. Mm, what were those? Sunday was what great. Were those words? Oh, okay. That's Sunday was great. Mm. Yeah, why was Sunday great for you, Evan? You got to play New York, New York teams more often. It's the walk in, <laughs> walk in Central Park. I like that reference because people may not know this. Central Park, actually in New York. Very yeah, it's not not commonly known, but it is very true. Yeah, uh, the the 49ers, uh nine starters out. Nick Mullins, uh, or you might know him as Big Dick Nick. Is that uh, what they're calling him now? That has been what they're calling them. And he, you look at his Instagram comments and like every player, like George Kittle and Bosa and all those guys, all type Big Dick Nick. BDN. Did Nick Foles not copyright this? 
Uh, no, no one cares about Nick Foles. Uh, I do, unfortunately. No one cares about Nick Foles as a whole. Um, but yeah, man, not a good week for you. Not a good week for the Falcons. Not surprising, but not good. Where are you at? So, something I I just can't escape. The 99% win percentage odds with three minutes left. I've seen this movie before. Um, being up 10 with three minutes to go. Everything just falling apart the same way it did the previous week. But, something that I thought about with Trubisky just being as bad as he was in that first half and the Falcons being up three scores and Gurley galloping into the end zone off a big run, you're like, okay, if they stick with Trubisky, this is over. Like, the Falcons might win 41-10 to in this game. Trubisky was awful. And then Nick Foles comes in. And Nick Foles wasn't even that good. He's just throwing downfield. He's just a – he's a gunner. And when you gun like that – and you're down and you're playing from behind and you have nothing to lose because that offense stinks. He has weapons. Anthony Miller is good. And Jimmy Graham, unfortunately, is good again. And uh, Allen Robinson got robbed. There was some really bad officiating in this game. Uh, I don't like a TD was reversed and it, that was crazy. And then just they almost gave a touchdown to I think it was either Robinson or Miller in the back corner late in this game that ended up it should have been a denard pick anyway but they had to reverse it a lot of weird fishing in this game the falcons committed all kinds of dumb penalties that cost them all kinds of opportunities but ultimately when nick Foles came in i just couldn't think i could not think about the alabama georgia national championship game from a couple years ago in this very building where alabama nothing was working with jalen in the first half and they switched it to a and the rest is history. Like they come out and they have this devastating ending with Devontae Smith with the big catch to end the game. But that's what it felt like when they put in Nick Foles in the third quarter was just like, oh, the Falcons haven't prepared for this. Dan Quinn was not expecting Nick Foles today. And uh, this defense was not ex- expecting Nick Foles today. And, uh, you know, it showed not having Foyer and Julio obviously mattered. And, but that's ricardo allen being out like it's not an excuse like they they should have won this game they should have beaten this bears team this bears team is not good um and yeah it uh it's just oh and three and this falcons team could easily be three and oh and it's one of the more maddening maddening seasons in falcons history that's where i'm at right now that's where i'm at when i look look at this falcons team is they really could be three and oh right now and they could be celebrating so many wins right Matt Ryan is playing great football, right? Uh, but they're not. And so I, I guess I, the final thing we'll talk about the Falcons that I'll ask you is, can we fire Dan, Dan Quinn yet? I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know. At this point, I don't know what else you need to see unless they're just planning on riding it out and then firing it in the season. But we saw this last year. This is literally what they did last year. They started 1-6. and six lost a lot of games they shouldn't have lost they had the big win against philly on sunday night football but like this is the same story so what concerns me if they don't fire him by mid-season is what if they go on another run because this team is talented enough to finish the season eight now this team is talented enough to just bend teams over because gage is good hayden hurst is a dog julio didn't even play in this game calvin ridley on 20 yard outs is literally unstoppable um it's just not good, and I, I don't know what else you need to see from Dan Quinn to be like, okay, let's just let Raheem Morris ride this out and see what happens. I There's no reason Dan Quinn should still be the Falcons head coach at this point. Dan Quinn will do really well next year as the 49ers defensive coordinator. Where's Robert Sully going? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, you can have Dan Quinn. Do you know the last time Dan Quinn had a great defensive uh, defensive team? Yeah, it didn't I'm happen very, in Atlanta. Let me just go ahead and very tell you. aware. It hasn't happened. <laughs> I'm very aware. You know why? Mm-hmm. Who was who was he the defensive coordinator for? The Seahawks. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember. I remember well. Um, but that was only like a year, right? I don't think he was there very long. He had a cup of coffee there. He was DC at Florida, but yeah, it's just it's not working. And what's sad is, as everyone points out, Dan Quinn's like a really likable guy. Like he really seems like a good dude, and he means well but uh it's it's just time and it's time to move on a lot of mike smith vibes here where it's like oh we like mike smith and then he 49ers legend 
Yeah, 49ers legend Mike Smith. Um, yeah, it's just it's too much, and it's just so frustrating because this team is good, and this offense is so much fun when they're rolling. And I don't know. It just – you can't script back-to-back losses more Atlanta sportsy than the last two weeks. I just – no words anymore. It just sucks. Yeah. Well, that was depressing. <laughs> That was that was pretty sad, wasn't it? Uh, you know, I gotta say, got people asking me, "Am I on suicide watch?" People at work were just taunting me throughout because I was sure I was like, "They're they're not they're not gonna do this. They're not gonna do this back to back weeks. There's no way this Bears team is terrible. They're not gonna do it. The Cowboys are at least good. This Bears team sucks, and it just it doesn't matter. That's what's annoying about sports. The Bears are three and zero. Three and zero, they're terrible. The Bears are a bad football team, and they're three and zero. The Falcons have a top five offense. They are incredibly fun. They have talent everywhere. They could easily be three and zero. And actually, we look at them like, oh, this team's good, and they can win the NFC. No, this is why we cannot I, have nice things. I wish, I wish I could tell you that things were going to be okay. <laughs> see, you see, you sound like you need that right now. You sound like you need a little bit of a hug. Um, they're not going to be okay. Uh, it's only going to get worse before it oh, gets thanks. better. Um, the Falcons are a disappointment, and so is Dan Quinn. And you have picked the wrong team to be a fan of. Uh, but on to number one more, pick, though, baby. On to no. You, that's the thing is, you guys will suck your way into a, a eighth overall pick or like <laughs> a ten or eleven or something like that, and then you'll probably take another corner that won't work out. And that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, but let's 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 get a little more positive, right? Let's let's get a little little more positive here. I'd rather not. Uh, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, <laughs> backup Nick Mullins, uh, mm-hmm. starting Jordan Reed, Jason Verrett, and the Island of Misfit Broken Injured Toys, uh, single-handedly destroyed the Giants. What uh, happened in this game? I didn't see a lot of it. Destroyed. Uh, Joe, Daniel Jones was getting pressure, uh, on him all day long from the likes of Dion Jordan, uh, and Oregon, Jerry Hyder, right? Yeah. Oregon legend, uh, you know, uh, face pressure, 12 of his 22 dropbacks heading into the fourth quarter. Um, when the game was largely out of hand is the line that PFF wrote. Um, I hate how happy you are. This is bullshit. I'm so happy. So Fred Warner, I think at this point we're going to say out loud. Uh, I said it last year in uh, September, but I'm going to say it now. Best linebacker in the NFL. Uh, I'm no longer asking. I'm no longer suggesting. I am just telling you that Fred Warner is the best linebacker in the NFL. Uh, Jason Verrett played 46 snaps. Looked incredible. Uh, is for it Jason Verrett or Jason Verrett? I don't care. Uh, but, you know, a guy <laughs> that's been superstar. injured. You need to care. And also, guy, I feel like he's missed like the last eight years. The football. guy that's missed two years of football is back and he's playing very well. Uh, you know, offensively, Nick Mullins, I think, was one of the highest graded PFF uh, quarterbacks of the entire uh, season so far. He looks absolutely incredible right now. Um, and it was great. You know, that's we have the best backup in the NFL. You, you can't ask for something better. Uh, nine of his 14 attempts for 153 yards and the entire group of playmakers got in the mix to help him for 15 of 19 for 174 yards on passes. That's what PFF said. Uh, realistically speaking, uh, Nick Mullins was passing to Kendrick Bourne. He was passing to a rookie, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, you know, he was passing to backup tight ends when, you know, uh, Jordan Reed injured his ankle and knee on that evil, evil turf. That doesn't uh, sound right. Jordan Reed got injured. Yeah, but this is the problem. His knee got his cleat got stuck in in the in the field and it twisted his ankle up. Literally, Jordan Reed didn't even do his Jordan Reed thing to get injured. It was that field. Uh, so then you look at Charlie Warner, uh, a tight end. You'll probably never know who he is. Uh, catching passes, um, Ross Dwelly, a tight end that you probably have never heard of. Catching passes, uh, we have Brandon Ayuk, the you know the person that we drafted in the first round, basically playing the Debo Samuel role, running jet sweeps into the end zone uh, for his first touchdown in the NFL uh, as a rookie. Just just really looking legitimately good. Javon Kinlaw 
who I was so mad we drafted because I wanted C.D. Lamb. Javon Kinlaw is a monster run defender. If you look at Baldy's breakdowns uh, and take a look at what he's been able to accomplish already, I'm the happiest guy in the world. I'm I'm elated. This defense is, I think, the best uh, rush defense in the NFL right now. It was – it's just – for a this. bad situation, for having every single starter you could possibly think of out, this is great. This is the the type of win you need for Big Dick Nick. So shout out to him. Shout out to the rookies. Shout out to the old broken uh, NFL players who've been given a second chance to thrive in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Uh, couldn't couldn't ask for a better situation. And then they get to go play the Eagles next week. The, well, Eagles. the Eagles because whew, did they know something that we didn't with that Jalen Hurt second round? That's so that's the tweet that I said last week. That was the tweet or the yesterday. I said, I now understand why they drafted Jalen Hurts. This is going to get interesting. And this is not something that was on my radar. Um, let's get into this because I uh, I made a bold claim. I don't remember if you picked them. Do you have the, the picks in front of you from last week? I do. Okay. Because I picked the Bengals to win that game. And Joe Burrow, man, just does everything. Like, getting a tie here feels like a win for them. That guy is going to be an MVP in this league. We did both. We did both pick the Bengals. Did you see that throw where Zach Taylor is just like, throw it away, throw it away, throw it away? And Burrow just launches it 30 yards downfield for a completion down the right seam? Oh, yeah. Like, Joe Burrow is just. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Let, let's be very careful here. But no, the way he, he moves around and drives his coach mad because he's freestyling and he's so good at freestyling behind a terrible offensive line that Bengals offensive line is terrible. He almost died yesterday. Joe Burrow is going to be a superstar. Like he's already maybe a top 15 quarterback in this league. I think he's got the arm talent of some of the better quarterbacks. Uh, and I think he's got the swagger of Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. right? Not even talking about skill level in football, just the mentality of I can do whatever it is I need to do to get put my team in a position to win. And right now they haven't won yet. They're 0 and 2 and 1. But do you think in week three, are they the happiest 0-0 win team in the NFL? Yes, 100%. Right. Because they know they got the right guy. They know they have their quarterback in the next 10 years. There's not a better feeling in the NFL than knowing that you have a franchise superstar quarterback. Think about it in the last couple of years. Think about the Daniel Joneses, the Sam Darnolds, right? Think about these quarterbacks who were supposed to be the guy, and they still don't even know. Is Sam Darnold it? You know how my opinion on Adam Gase and how he destroys players, but is Sam Darnold it? Is Daniel Jones really the guy that's going to be worth a, a six overall pick? Right? I mean, they have to think about this stuff because one of those two teams might have the number one overall pick and they have to decide Trevor Lawrence or trade it for a ransom. Like, that's going to be ooh, juicy. Because you're not trading Daniel Jones. You really might see a Josh Rosen, yeah. uh, Kyler Murray situation again, which we had never seen before. Yeah, I, I would not rule that out. Um, so the one thing I want to yes. say, because while we're talking about Joe Burrow, I want to save. I want that same conversation to be had for – for my boy, right? Justin Herbert. <laughs> Justin Herbert is that dude. The Chargers have found their quarterback. I still think that Justin Herbert is the best quarterback in this draft class. And I, I, I believe that he will be considered the best quarterback in this draft class. Undecided, or, you know, unarguably no. by the Over end of Burrow? the Burrow? Yes. Okay. 100%. I, I'm, I, you, I'm assuming you didn't watch Justin Herbert yesterday. I watched every throw. Herbert's he's good. that dude he's that dude he's that Poor dude. tyrod taylor and also tyrod don't let justin herbert uh give you shots in the abdomen he's gonna damage the lung it's a it was a cerebral move from justin herbert to dress up like a doc a team doctor to puncture tyrod taylor's justin, lung justin herbert didn't need to do that he's already the better quarterback he is um herbert's good he's better than i thought he would be um but that Chargers team, perfect uniforms. But I, I feel vindicated about that Panthers team too because losing McCaffrey obviously is a major blow. But like Teddy is also too good 
to be bad on like a four and 12 team. Like, Definitely. and I think the Panthers are really well coached now. And I think Joe Brady does some really cool stuff with that group. And he, he's having fun with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and all those guys. And so unfortunately he doesn't have Christian McCaffrey for a couple weeks, but Bridgewater clean doesn't make a lot of bad throws They're They take chances downfield to Anderson when they need to, like they're just a smart team and Jack Thompson and those guys on defense are still good. And the Panthers are just not a bad team. And is, is Teddy Bridgewater a maybe more talented Alex Smith? He's not going to hurt you. He's yeah. going to do enough to win you games. I mean, like there's, it's really hard for him to not go like nine and seven. Right. So 22 of 28, 235 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's really so I got, solid. He's, he's just a great solid. quarterback and I'm, yeah. I'm really glad he's in a position right now to lead a good team with a lot of good weapons. And I think they have something that they can build on. Um, can we talk about the Rams, which I know you're excited about this result. Rams bills. I thought this was the game of the week. Um, watched every play of this game this morning. Um, cause I didn't see it live. I didn't see what happened here at Lakes. I, I heard about the pass interference call and everything, but they come back from 28 to three and they reel off like 29 unanswered points and they golf looked great in this game. I thought golf and Allen I did not think we'd ever see a duel. Like if you told three year, three years ago right. of ourselves that Jared Goff and Josh Allen would be having a just offensive duel the way they did yesterday, I think we would have been like, no way. There's there's no way those two quarterbacks are ever going to just have this beautiful offensive flow. But guess what? Tyler Croft, guy. Guess what? Uh, they, he w- like Stephon Diggs wasn't even a big factor for most of this game. It was like this Gabriel Davis, like just – insert name here in this Brian Devil offense. Um, right. Devin Singletary is really good out of the backfield. I like him a lot. But um, Robert Woods, dog, came back. Like, he is just so clean, and they paid him, and he's happy. The two, what I thought was very interesting about watching this Rams team and watching them a lot this season is, as we talked about last year and two years ago, the Rams were built on the three wide receiver set, the 11 personnel. They were built around Cup, Woods, and Cooks. Like they were running that all the time. 99% of their plays involved those three guys on the field. They were obsessed with the 11 personnel when they went to the Super Bowl. Now they're doing these two tight end sets most of the game with Higby and Everett. And it's not Gronk and Hernandez, but these two are really, really good. And it's just a testament to Sean McVay being able to adapt to his personnel and adjust when he needs to. And this this Rams team, this offense is legit. Jared Goff is good. He was making a lot of great throws. They have nothing to be ashamed about because that pass interference call. Also, before we even get to that, Aaron Donald had a sack on Josh Allen. I don't know if you saw this. I saw where he it. sacks him, but rips it out and pulls it. It was like, um, do you remember David Pollock in like 2002 when he had that strip sack touchdown against the South Carolina QB? Um, in the end zone where he literally jumps, he pa- like just mauls him and rips it out of his hand. I'm offended that you think I remember a I, college I, football play from 18 <laughs> years ago. No, the answer is definitely no. My mistake. But anyway, what go check it like out. After seven this. years old then? <laughs> literally? Like literally? Like what were you literally like four years old? <laughs> 18 years ago? How do you remember that play? Well, I mean, God, if I, you just sit around watching YouTube clips of plays from 2002, I'm gonna I would be so sad for you. I remember watching that live. From I know where crib? I was that day. I had a I had a middle school football game that day. Oh man, I was in like sixth grade. I I gotta say though, Aaron Donald is still proving every single day that he is the best football player in, in the NFL. Uh, there is no one. Someone said yesterday, and I agree. There is no one better at their position than. Aaron Donald is at his position, and I'm terrified uh, of him playing uh, against Jimmy Garoppolo. So, uh, or Nick yeah. Mullins. Um, or, or Nick Mullins. That was not pass interference in that game. The Bills should have lost. Like, that point blank, the Bills should have lost that game. Um, that was – like, he's literally off the dude. He is off him. Like, two seconds before the ball gets there like his hands are up he's backpedaling that a wasn't catchable but he released after five yards like there was it it comes back because we all forget week one how did the rams beat the cowboys 
the Rams beat the Cowboys on an offensive pass interference call with Gallup and Jalen Ramsey, everything comes full circle. Every like it seems like maybe there is some karma in the world. I don't know, but the Rams should not have lost that game. And but you know what? The testament for them to come back and not quit twenty to three down on the road against this really good Buffalo team. Um, they showed a lot, and I think this Rams team is legit. And I also think the Bills offense. Look, I've been skeptical of Josh Allen in this group for two years now. The offense is good. I'm still waiting. I'm waiting for like what when it when when is the drop going to happen? But right now, yeah, I mean he's just playing very well, and it, you know, I mean he's throwing to Gabriel Davis, Devin Singletary, Cole Beasley, Kevin Tyler, right? Like. Stephon Diggs, I think, leads the league in receiving yards, though. John Brown had didn't touch the ball yesterday, right? His his that leading was weird. receiver Did he play. Like uh, I kept looking for him, and he was he's been good this year, but he was not involved at all. Right. So, you know, I gotta say, like, it's I'm very excited for Buffalo as a, as a fan base. They've got a lot to root for right now, and you know, Josh Allen is impressive. The NFC East, we have to cancel, right? Oh yeah, there's a worthless or worthless worthless yeah, they they shouldn't even be able to send someone to the playoffs this year. I don't think they should be allowed. It's sad. I mean, the Cowboys are going to win this division at like 6 and 10. Probably, yeah. Cowboys are pathetic. Pathetic. I can't figure them out. I Absolutely it, pathetic. It doesn't matter if Garrett's there, McCarthy's there, they're the same Cowboys. Well, it, it is just like what did you expect? You you took a guy that had the greatest quarterback of all time, who we'll talk about next, the greatest quarterback maybe of all time in terms of talent, in terms of just ability, and you could only get one Super Bowl out of him, just completely shitting the bed constantly, doing the least with the most, and then you bring him to the Cowboys with a worse quarterback. I mean, I just don't know what you expect. I don't understand how you can bang your head up against the wall doing the same things. Like, all you did was replace Jason Garrett with another Jason Garrett. And they, you know, they had the chance last night, right? They had the chance to drive down and score the points and get a stop. And instead, they let Seattle score. They don't get the stop. You know, Seattle does their Seattle thing, winning games that they have no business winning. And D- Dallas does their Dallas thing, where they lose games that they had no business losing. And I'm just so tired of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm so tired of the hype. I'm so tired of the jerseys, the fans, the, the players, the coaches. I'm so tired of the Dallas Cowboys. They they don't deserve anything. Go they, off, they, King. They get all these incredible players, right? You know, they they get they get Lael Collins when they had no business getting Lael Collins. Uh, you know, they get Jalen Smith when they they draft Jalen Smith where we're over here drafting Marcus Lattimore uh, from, you know, South Carolina. <laughs> no needs the, Lattimore. We get him in the in the fourth care, fourth round. And of course, he retires and is never to play again. Jalen Smith is actually playing very well. Right. They get CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. Um, you know, they have all these amazing things and they still screw up while the 49ers are over here having the best EPA, best player efficiency, best PFS scores with literally backups of backups. It's just, it's pathetic. And if we don't talk about the Cowboys for the rest of the season, it still won't be uh, the least amount of I want to be talking about the Cowboys as possible. It turns out not having Byron Jones and not investing in the secondary this offseason was not a great decision from Dallas. There's a million, million not great decisions from Dallas, but it I won't mean, matter. Torched. I mean, the Falcons torched them, torched them. The Seahawks torched them with Lockett and Metcalf. Like, I just don't know how they fix that. I think the Cowboys are just not contenders because there's just no way they're going to be able to cover the NFC's best in the playoffs. Like, I think they're going to win the division, but there's no way they're going to be able to cover anybody. There's not an answer on this roster right now. Absolutely not. You know who they could have used? Jamal Adams. You know, at this point, did, why, why is Earl Thomas not playing? That's true. I mean, I, that is a good point. Like, Earl what Thomas do you have to is lose? just sitting there. I mean, they need bodies in that secondary. And Earl Thomas would not be a bad idea at this point, regardless of what he, you bring into the locker room there. Like that secondary is, 
is just really, really bad. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the the Green Bay Packers and the reason why you'll be shotgunning another White Claw for the second week in a row. The Aaron Rodgers is fully on his fuck you tour. Like I said yesterday, uh, I said Aaron Rodgers and what he's doing right now is the equivalent of when the girl you're dating starts going to the gym a bunch and taking selfies and tagging herself at the gym. It's like, oh, they're ready. They're preparing for this relationship to be over. They might not be gone tomorrow, but they will be gone soon. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Right. He's he's working on him. He's showing the world what he can do. He's trying to court his next relationship because it's not the Packers, because the Packers gave him no receivers this year in the draft. They gave him nothing. And they instead drafted in the first round a quarterback to take his job. And he said, "Okay, well, I'm going to give I'm going to throw for 146 yards and a touchdown to Alan Lazard, Robert Tanyan will average 10 yards per reception. Jay Sternberger is a player in the NFL. I did not know that. I thought he was a guy that worked at like State Farm Insurance. What kind of, I mean, Jay oh, Sternberger. I knew Sternberger from college. I, he yeah, I'm sure you, I'm sure you did. <laughs> Mercedes Lewis got a catch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like what he's doing right now is so offensive and it's hilarious because <laughs> is there anyone in the world that thinks that Aaron Rodgers will be a Packer when I mean I think this offseason I think he demands a trade mm. and what are you going to say if your head if your quarterback that says fuck all of you I don't want to play here anymore says that if he demands a trade says you guys don't deserve me you guys play your Jordan love I'm out what if he demands to get traded to the Jets but Gase has to remain head coach because he's just a genius and he can fix the Gase offense First, no, no, he's not going to the Jets. To be honest with you, Aaron Rodgers is going to be wearing the San Francisco 49ers gold and red uh, soon. And I just don't know. Is that what you want or what you actually believe? I do believe both of those things to be true. You know what I want? I really do. Do you know what I hope? Huh? Just because I I, I want him wearing purple. It's not going to happen. No, because Kirk Cousins got the extension, but not looking good on the extension front there. Even though Kirk Cousins would you, has would no you out. Guessed, would you? Who would you guess has the best? Uh, who's been graded the best through three weeks in the NFL uh, among rookie wide receivers? Who would you guess? Among rookie wide receivers. Yep. Graded. Um, I would probably see Justin Jefferson. Right. He's number one, and your guy Brandon Ayuk is number two. Right. Yeah, 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 Justin Jefferson looked amazing yesterday. That run was ridiculous. So, I mean, I just, the Vikings are like the most preposterous 0-3 team, I think. In, in the Vikings right are exactly what you knew was going to happen. No, Every, Mike Zimmer is never bad. He's never no, coached no, no, a bad no, hold team. On, hold on, Not maybe you and your inability to see reality. <laughs> Every single person <laughs> knows that Kirk Cousins is not a winner. He is not clutch. He is average at best and he might put up yards and he might put up some stats but he's never going to be the guy that wins you football games and here he is in a position where they need him to win them football games they're doing decent enough and he's just not doing it they're 0-3 the Vikings are pathetic and they knew this and they should have never never signed coming out throwing flames it's clear when you have a good football weekend because I'm learning your I was sitting there hearing so much while I was watching Brian be Hoyer, CJ stuff because that's no, I'm not. That's Kyle no, Shanahan's no. dream quarterback. That's my point, though. I sat there and heard about how Kyle Shanahan was going. I mean, you want to understand why I hate Kirk Cousins so much? He's literally the reason why we don't have Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson right now. He's the reason because Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan said out loud. We didn't think there was a need to do it because we knew the team wasn't ready to compete and we were under the impression that we were going to sign Kirk Cousins. So while I, the 49ers lose the Super Bowl to Patrick Mahomes, he could have could have been the San Francisco 49ers quarterback if Kyle Shanahan wasn't blinded by this project girlfriend that he thought he could fix. 
oh no, they have so much potential and I can get it out of them. <laughs> so yeah, fuck Kirk Cousins. I'm glad that he's losing in Minnesota. And I'm glad Minnesota took them, took him instead of us. I'm so happy because, it, to be honest with you, we're probably a couple things away from happening for where he would have been a 49er. And I would be the one crying right now. My lock of the week, though, panned out. The Pats. What was your lock? What was your lock? Your lock Pats of the week over the Raiders. Right. I think that that was that was a pretty layup. That was a layup. That was a layup. I just like the people who I hope people won money off my pick that week because there was no reason in the world to bet on the Raiders after a big win on Monday night against the Pats on a short week to go into Foxborough and beat Belichick. Like that was Derek Carr is not beating Belichick. Right. No, no, no. no. And I mean, we already saw enough of what we needed to see from Cam to know that he was going to be ready to go and he's going to start playing well. And, you know, they said. Um, what did they say? They said, or the Robert Kraft said, I, I can't believe that he was still available this time. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're the one that paid him nothing. Like you paid him nothing. You gave him $7 and a, like a coupon for two free tacos from, uh, Jack in the box. Like if I'm cam, I'm immediately saying, Hey guys, more money right now. Restructure the contract. No, you gotta you gotta play it out. And Cam has already said clearly that he has no interest in doing that midseason. Like that's it's not gonna happen. Um, but it's good to see. Like I I'm monitoring what the Pats are gonna do because their receiving group is still terrible. Edelman's still fine, but Nikhil Harry obviously like ugh, I don't know. Rex Burkhead's an important part of this team. Sonny Michelle is dead, and I wonder if they we we saw the rumblings. Do you know what I want to see happen in New England? Just for the swag and Instagram content alone, we need to get Odell in New England. We need Odell in New England. Jake Blazer talking about trying to make it work before uh, the games yesterday in Cleveland. He's getting a reduced role in Cleveland, especially if you look at their uh, targets yesterday. Um, I mean, he led the team in targets, but they just weren't throwing the ball. Right. Four ta- four targets, 59 yards, averaging exactly, four. Yeah. Odell's going to consistently do his thing. Uh, I think the Browns are just hilarious. I, they paid Austin Hooper and made him the most, you know, uh, the highest paid tight end at the time. Yeah, I don't uh, miss Austin Hooper. Let me go and tell yeah. you. I'm not I missing never, him in Atlanta. Never understood it. It was such a Raiders type signing of like, wait, they paid him what? But it was the Browns doing it. He's just and not that kind of tight end. He's solid, but he's not. He's, he's not a mid tier tight end. He's not one of those dudes you do that. Right. No, 100%. And so, you know, he had three <laughs> three receptions for 25 yards. Uh, Jarvis had three or four for 36, right? Kareem Hunt had a couple receptions. They're just not throwing the ball. But I understand that because Nick Chubb is arguably one of, if not the best running back in the NFL right now. So run the ball. If it works, it works. But you traded for Odell. You gave him, you know, you gave, you traded, you traded for him. Like do something with him or give him to a team that will actually thrive. Uh, you love Baker because he comes from your fancy power school, uh, Oklahoma. I love Baker Mayfield. Uh, Correct. Is he is he is he a bad quarterback? No. Are you sure? Yes. I just don't I think don't know, he's man. ever going to be elite. I don't think he's going to make that elite jump. I don't. I think it's safe to say he was never supposed to be a number one overall pick. Um. But yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he's I'm just not. A, the Browns, I'm not winning impressed. record for the I'm, first time since when? What was that stat? I'm not impressed. You know, he, Dwayne Haskins threw three interceptions. Okay, so the Dwayne Haskins, can we talk about him and Darnold too? Because I think if we're going to talk about Baker, we have to talk about Darnold and Haskins and what they're throwing to. I just don't know if you're a Washington or New York evaluator. Lawrence Cager is getting a bunch of targets in New York right now. And then you look at Washington. Who is he throwing to? How Terry do you McClellan's evaluate the what these guys in the NFL. What? 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 What's, what's the confusion here? Did I stutter? Who did you Terry say? Terry is one of the best receivers in the NFL. I, I mean, th- sure. Uh, sure. But that's it. There's nobody else. Right. But, you know, like... Look at what Lamar most teams and Mahomes don't even are have that. Look at what... I mean, Wentz is obviously struggling, too, because he doesn't have any receivers. Most teams don't even have that. True. Look at the 49ers receivers last last week. Kendrick Bourne is 
a wide receiver three at best who just so happens to play with the best play caller of our generation, right? Brandon Ayuk looked good, but he really, I mean, his only touched it, his biggest play last week was a, was a run, right? A design run. So I have a question for you then. Let's say Washington and or uh, New York fall in the top two. Do you continue trying with Darnold and Haskins or do you get your succession plan ready? I think you try with Darnold. I do. Okay. I think you try with Darnold because I think Adam Gase is that that guy that you know just destroys everything that's good in the world, um, and he needs to be fired yesterday. What I will say is I don't think the Washington Redskins ever really believed in Dwayne Haskins, right? Dwayne didn't get picked by a couple teams. I think they well, kind the of— The owner picked him. The, the GM didn't even want him. Right, but that's what I'm saying. I think he was kind of forced— into that situation and the Redskins are a hot mess as it is. So I think Dwayne Haskins is definitely uh, disposable, right? I think that he could be a backup or maybe traded like Josh Rosen was. Um, I think the, the Redskins will definitely take, especially after watching what Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are doing. Uh, yeah, I think they, they definitely do. Um, but the Jets, you know, I, I think it's possible because of how sad and angry that fan base probably is. Um, I don't think it would be smart. I think Sam Darnold is a really talented quarterback and has the ability to be that. And, you know, don't you, – you look at the Ryan Tannehill thing, right? Don't let Sam Darn- Darnold go be a Ryan Tannehill uh, for some other team because you thought it was the quarterback when in reality it was always Adam Gase. Hmm. I think – Haskins, his one thing was like he's safe, and that was like his thing coming out of Ohio State is he just is super safe with the ball and seventy percent completion percentage, and doesn't take a lot of deep shots, and is just gonna do the Alex Smith thing. And he was making a lot of turnover worthy throws yesterday, and so was Darnold. So I I don't I don't know. I would probably pull the trigger on a replacement for either of them if you get one two with Fields or Lawrence or the North Dakota State quarterback. Um, it's just too important. Like you see the Bengals immediate turnaround and it just breathes new life. And you just, you can't get this thing wrong. You really can't, you can't go down the rabbit hole too long and pay these guys and do the Mitch Trubisky thing. And you just, at some point you have to go no. And then Arizona, I don't think they're regretting the Kyler thing. I mean, he had a bad game yesterday and I'm sure you enjoyed this too, is he really struggled. A lot of picks. He played poorly his first bad game of the year. Um, Andy Isabella woke up. Um, which was interesting because um, we have not seen a lot from him since the Cardinals took him. But Kingsbury targeting Keyshawn Johnson late in that game. Um, the the Lions in their streak of 11 straight losses. And uh, they looked like the better team from what I saw. And I don't know. This was like one of those weird bad losses where it's just like, oh, yeah, the Cardinals are not ready to go 11 and 5, 10 and 6. Yeah, they're still like a seven and nine, eight and eight team where they're going to lose dumb games like this. Like good teams do not do this. The Seahawks and the Rams would not have lost this game, and not even the Forty ers because they just went on the road and beat New York. But the the Cardinals still figuring stuff out and weird play calling from uh, Kingsbury in this game. Yeah, you know, I, I, it was for me. Uh, it was a breath of fresh air. Um, I think. You're a monster. I'm kind of, well, no, I'm just saying I'm kind of getting like really, really scared of the Cardinals. I'm just being honest with you. Um, I've seen this happen before, right? I've seen uh, uh, this a small shifty quarterback come in and, you know, right as the 49ers were getting really good, just take the wind out of them and just destroy the, the division and take over and then win a Super Bowl like the Russell Wilson did. So yeah, I got to say, like, it was nice to see Kyler Murray throw three interceptions. Um, it was nice to see them lose to a, you know, a not great team. Um, it was just a breath of fresh air, and it was obviously it was great for the 49ers to kind of get that uh, help when you know when they're chasing a, a really hard division, right? Um, you look at the Rams, right? Two and one now. Cardinals two and one. 49ers two and one. Seahawks are undefeated. You know, Seahawks are a monster. Um, so I gotta say, you know, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, they had a fo- they posted the team posted photos of him like looking all suave and badass and cool with his sunglasses coming in pregame walking to the stadium, and I'm like, 
that's way too much swag for a coach. Like th- this confidence is getting out of hand. And I think that was a, a much needed uh, ego check to a team that was very, is very exciting right now and doing really well. I like it. Um, well, uh, can we get into how we did this week so we can get our picks to wrap up here? Yeah, absolutely. How did I um, I won again, correct? Let's go through it. I gotta say, the uh, the Google search of scores, the NFL that they provide, is just terrible. <laughs> So let me pull it up. Okay. This is really bad. Are you pulling up this week's or from last week? This week's. Oh, I was talking about like going. I, I have this week's in front of me, but I was going to say while you're doing that, how we how we did last week. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, we're still in this week. There's a game tonight. Oh yes, correct. I, I've heard it's a big game. And it's just every every website wants it. I just want the numbers, man. Uh, okay. Well, this is just not going to happen. Apparently. Give me one sec. You you can uh, talk. <laughs> right, let's, let's run through it, okay? Uh, yes. Oh, my God. We're running through last NFL week, but I don't playing. have the – do you still have our picks in front of you? I have the picks up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm so, asking. Yeah, so we both picked the Jaguars to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, that did not happen. No. We lost there. Uh, for the Falcons game, um, you you and I both picked the Falcons to win, and that did Never not happen. Never again. Right. Uh, for the for the Rams and Bills game, we both picked the Bills, so we got that right. Um, for Washington football team and the Browns, where are we? We both picked the Browns. We also got that right. Titans Vikings, we both picked Tennessee to win. We got that right. Uh, we obviously both got the Raiders game right in picking the Patriots. Uh, 49ers Giants. Uh, I would hope we got that right. No, you no, chose you chose, chose the, the Giants. Giants. So you okay? So there you go. Uh, for the Bengals and Eagles, we both picked the Bengals. Uh, no one obviously won that game, so I think it's kind of a wash there. Yeah. Uh, for the Texans uh, and the Steelers, uh, we both picked the Steelers to win. And uh, you know, <laughs> your Texans, bro, zero and three. Colts, we we both picked the Colts to beat the Jets. That was an easy one. Obviously for the. Uh, for the Panthers Chargers game, let's see. We both picked the Chargers, and so we both got that wrong. Uh, the Lions and the Cardinals. I think we both picked the Cardinals, so we both got that wrong. Uh, and we're pretty even here. I think you're down one. Yeah, it sounds like I'm uh, down one. For, we both picked the Bucks to win, so we got that. For the Seahawks game, we both picked. Did we both pick the Seahawks? So we did well. No, we so we both picked the Cowboys. Oh no! Do we really? So we bet both on the got Cowboys? that wrong. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then for the Packers and Saints game, you know that was our that was our bet. So I got that right. So I won this week, not by much, but I did win this week. And you will be shotgunning a beer or a White Claw again. So whenever you're ready. This is bullshit. Um, I hate this game. Uh, canceled it. No more. Um, all right. Well, are you ready to get into this week's picks? Do you have this week's schedule in front of you? I do indeed. Okay. So I'm excited for, for this week- Thursday night. I am excited for this week in general. I think there's going to be a oh, lot of a joke. Games. Have you looked at the Thursday night game? Oh, it's the Broncos Jets. Yeah. I'm not watching that. <laughs> I mean, I think there's good games this week and there's also really bad this week games this week too. So who knows? So Broncos Jets, uh, I'm going to pick the Broncos, but fuck man. I'm not picking the Jets until they win one. I I, I don't. I, is I can't. Still be... still playing for the Broncos. Is I think they might back? be picking Ripien. Oh God. Um. No, I'm picking the Jets. I don't. This this Broncos offense is is bad. I think Vic Fangio might be a sneaky first coach fired guy right now. 
Uh, I, I don't think it'd be the first coach fired, but yeah, it is. It is rough. Saints Lions. Um, that's a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Saints with a bounce back win, but Drew Brees continues to suck. Oh, I have a question. If the Saints lose this, does Drew Brees keep his job next week? Yes, he's Drew Brees. It'll take we a lot see more. Jameis in the Lions. Saints. We see the Jameis by the Jameis by the end of the year, I think, but no, not not anytime soon. This is for sure Brees' last year. We might see a Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith situation, like where if, if you know Drew Brees gets a, a sneaky small injury and they just go, oh, well, we're just going to play Jameis, and then they do the hot hand. Interesting. Um, Mina Kimes so, is all over this, by the way. Who are um, you going for, by the way? Saints Lions. I am not betting Matt Patricia over Sean Payton, so I am going to go Saints here. Okay. And Chargers Bucks. I'm going Chargers. Bucks are in first place in the NFC South. Um, give me the Bucks. The Bucks have looked good. They've stabilized. Their only loss was to the Saints on a really fun week one game where they're figuring stuff out. I think they figured things out on both sides of the ball. Um, this Chargers team still has a lot of work to do. They're ravaged by injuries. I I think uh, the Bucks. The Bucks. Justin here. Justin Herbert's going to go in and play. You're just blind. The greatest Justin Herbert. The greatest quarterback in the NFL of all time, and he's going to beat him. So, Jaguars. Bengals. Oh, Bengals. Awful Bengals. Done. Bengals get their first win. Done. I will also take the Bengals. I'm really excited for Joe Burrow's year. I think he's going to get some momentum going. Vikings, Texans, two teams refusing to win. Who gets their first win? I'm picking the Vikings. I think the Texans win at home. I think Deshaun Watson finally gets a gets a home win here and we're zero and four vikings which is just absurd but uh give me deshaun watson at home with this back against the wall evan and chase both picked the seahawks moving on <laughs> steelers titans i'm taking the titans um steelers didn't look great against the uh the texans at home this week um offense is still solid but uh i don't know there's some cracks in that armor a little bit um i'm gonna go titans too titans 4-0 the battle of 3-0s i like this um but yeah i think the titans are good and they're still good and uh yeah give me titans 4-0 titans weird here's a weird here's a weird one cowboys browns um i think the browns are going to end up 8-8 eight and eight this year and i think we're going to see a lot of back and forth from them jekyll and hyde type deal um cowboys one and two I think they get back because I think they're also going to flirt with eight and eight, nine and seven. I think they get their win back this week. Um, not all the way in on the Browns' defense, especially their secondary. Um, give me the Cowboys in a high-scoring affair. This is going to be a good game too. Cardinals, Panthers. What do you got? Two gimmies back-to-back weeks. Um, the Cardinals getting the Lions at home and then going to Carolina. They're playing a last play schedule. They have to take advantage of this. If you're going to push for a wild card this year, you have to win these games. You have before you get into the Niners again and playing the Seahawks and playing the Rams. They have to they have to win these kind of games because they're going to split at best with those powerhouses in the NFC West. Um, give me the Cardinals and a bounce back three and one cards. I'm going to take the Cardinals there too. Uh, another sneaky good game: uh, Colts Bears. I'm going to be sick if the Bears are 4-0. I'm going to be sick. Um, Ricky, uh, why am I playing on his last name? Ricky O'Donnell from uh, SB Nation. Uh, he uploaded a, a screenshot of his, I think, mom just said, the Bears are 3-0, but they stink. Something along those lines about how the Bears are doing and how Bears fans are handling it. At least they know that this team sucks. But um, Philip Rivers getting the ball out quickly still. Um, Jonathan Taylor looks like he's going to be good for them. Uh, Michael Pittman starting to show out. Give me the Colts here. Okay. All right. I think I personally, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really torn here. Uh, I think I'm going to pick the Colts here just cause I, I don't think that like you kind of talked about, right. I don't think that the bears are going to be, be able to surprise anyone this week with Nick Foles. Um, I think we see a pretty good game from Rivers. Uh, we will both be taking the Ravens. 
Moving on. They were playing the Washington football team. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Uh, the Bills and the Raiders. I think the Bills take this one. I think the Bills are having a, a really really good time right now, and I'm I'm not gonna get in the way of it. So I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, I um. I've gone back and forth on this. I am going to take the Raiders at home here. Okay. I I think the Raiders steal this. I think this is like a bounce back for them. Um, the Bills, I think, I, I, I could see them overlooking this. This is a letdown look ahead situation for Buffalo. So I'll give you the opportunity. Do you want to let me pick the Packers three weeks in a row to make you chug a White Claw? Or do you want this to be the game that we bet on? I'd rather bet on Raiders Bills. Okay, I'm not betting take, on Falcons. I refuse. I'll take. I'll I'm take not the Bills. The I'll Falcons take the Bills. are losing on Monday night. Just a heads up. They're they're they're. I'm not betting on the Falcons. The, so we're we were both in agreement. The 49ers are going to destroy the Eagles. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Did you skip Chiefs Patriots and Rams uh, Giants? The Rams and Giants. I think and Chiefs and Patriots. Lock that did. one in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rams. Yep. Patriots Chiefs Sunday afternoon. This is going to be best game of the week. For sure, right? I think so. I do. I, th- I do think so. Um, I'm still picking the Chiefs, though. This is a big game for the Cam. Can he win MVP? Type thing. This is a narrative win for Cam. He needs this narrative. He needs to beat Patrick. It's the ultimate. The yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes on the road. The Super Bowl winners. Yeah, it's the ultimate narrative. I I really like this Pats team. Um. The defense played really well this week. They bounced back because the defense was kind of making me nervous. But I, uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs are beatable. There are some creaks there. Uh, Give me the Pats. Will do, will do. And then finally, Falcons, Packers. I'm taking the Packers, so I'm assuming you are too. Absolutely. Lock it in. Done. There's no way the Falcons are winning on the road in Green Bay. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to do the Eagles thing from last year. They're going to win on primetime in amazing fashion. Julio is just going to torch um, fucking Jair Alexander down the sideline to wrap up here. And then uh, I'm just going to be miserable because I'm like, what? of course we beat the Packers, the undefeated Packers. And like AJ Terrell has like two pick sixes if he's even allowed to play. Probably not because he has COVID, so it wouldn't be enough time. But Dark Quest and our, or Bleedy Ray Wilson, my dude. He gets uh, a big pick six against uh, Aaron, like uh, against Aaron Rodgers. Like it's just they're going to do something dumb. And now the fact that I've just guaranteed the Packers winning this game, the Falcons are going to win on prime time and just make me even more miserable because they won. Right. I hate right. Atlanta. Like I, why was I born here? What? What? This is what yeah. Did this I is do? this is the trap game for the team that's trying for the fans that want the number one overall pick. These are these are one of the games where they end up actually winning and screwing you out of a decent draft yes. pick. All right, we got it. This is disgusting. I hate that they're going to be on Monday night this week. I'm so happy to watch you squirm for this sad team of the Falcons. I, I really I feel bad, but, I mean, the only thing I can say is the night is darkest before the dawn, to quote uh, Attorney General uh, or District Attorney Harvey Dent. Uh, I think this is what has to happen for you guys to get rid of Dan Quinn, and big things are on the way. I hate this. The Dan Quinn motivational win, if they don't fire him this week, like – he, he gets a big win on the road, and we've had success. Who could forget uh, Michael Vick going into Lambeau and giving the Packers their first home playoff loss ever? Um, yeah, this... Uh, God. God. What a nightmare. Um, well, at least we have a good Monday Night Football game tonight. I'm excited about that. It was very good, very good indeed. So, got a good game tonight. I uh, look forward to your video of you shotgunning a White Claw sooner rather than later, considering how post-haste you were when I needed uh, to give you that video. So I'll, I'll look for that soon. I'm sure it's on its way. All right. Evan Sowards, always a pleasure, sir. Uh, we will be back next week. Absolutely. All right. That'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. Did you like what you heard? Heard? Did you like what you heard? I think is what I'm trying to say. Right? That's what I'm trying to say. That's the correct English. Um, then guess what? 
Here's what you do. You go to Apple. You leave it five stars. You leave a review. You let people know why they should listen to this show. You go to patreon.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. You become a member. $5 a month. Go do it. You can do more. I'm not going to say no. Um, go to chasethomaspodcast.com. Read all my stuff. Podcast slash page hyphen 11. It's great stuff. Writing every day. Doing the pod every day. Support the best independent sports podcast today. No one's doing what I'm doing. Nobody can touch me. Let's keep this thing moving. Let's keep the lights on. Let's keep getting after it. I'm hyped up. Follow me on Twitter at Chase underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Thank you all for your support as this show continues to grow. We'll be back. Yeah, tomorrow. Because guess what? This show is daily and it's all thanks to you guys. Talk to you soon. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.